blessings. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today, and this is a, it's a familiar word, and but God knows what He's doing. First Corinthians chapter number thirteen. Amen. I guess the Lord says we either don't know it or we need to be reminded. And I always tell you all that the Lord brings the word to me first, and it's to me and for me, and then I pass it on to the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We ask now, Father God, you allow me to decrease. And Father God, we pray that your Holy Spirit, that he will come and he is the teacher today. We pray, Father God, for the increase of you and all of us. So Father God, we just thank you. We give your name praise and we give your name glory. We thank you, Father God, for allowing us to come together in fellowship today. And Father God, we just so love you. We adore you. We reverence you, Father God. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you, God, for your peace that surpasses all man's understanding. Father God, only you and you alone can do these things. And we praise you for God. Now, Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart allow it to be acceptable in your sight. For Father God, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 is where we're going to we're going to begin this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter number 13, beginning at verse 1. And of course, it's a very, very familiar scripture, but it may not, even though it may be uh, familiar, uh, it has some meat to it, and it will allow us to know where we are with God. And, and a few days ago, um, I was... I listened to Clef O'Donnell, he was teaching about the blood, and, and I, I, as I was uh, uh, listening to him, the Holy Spirit brought this scripture to my mind, and then uh, he also gave me a topic, a, a, a something that we can carry back with us that we'll be able to remember throughout the week and the remainder of our lives, and that topic that the Lord gave me is Selective love. Selective love. In other words, we choose who we're going to love. <laughs> so God says, bring them selective love and then pass it on to the people of God. Because when we begin to operate in selective love, we're not operating in the will of God. Right. Now, verse number 1, chapter 13. Verse 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. In other words, if we understand the language of the angels. You see, the angels, they have a language too. If we understand the language of mankind. You know how you can connect with everybody no matter what, what uh, area or what society they have come from. God says, even if we have that ability. Knowing language, how, knowing the street language, knowing the language of the body of Christ, he said, if we, even if we have that, and have not charity, charity means love, that agape love, the word of God says, I am become as a sounding brass, hmm, sounding brass is a loud noise, it is lowest level. If we don't have love, and we, we, we're able to relate and communicate. God says in his word, we are nothing, no more than loud noise at its lowest level. In other words, we have no melody, no harmony. 
if we don't have love. We have no melody, nor do we have any harmony God saved. He said we're just like cymbals. You know, you're playing drums, and, and, and you, if you have all the instruments together, and you just got that little tinkling cymbal, that little thing that, that clangs together, it by itself, it's just, it's just a clanging sound. It has no purpose. It has no harmony. He said, God says, it doesn't have none of that. He says, unless we come and understand that we cannot, as the body of Christ, have collective love regardless of the gifts that he has given to us, he says, we just like a sounding brain, just making a noise. I said, God, help me, Holy Ghost. I don't know about y'all, but the word convicted me, so it'll be up to everybody, you know, what you receive or not. See, you can eat from the table, but God says, you don't pick and choose what you want when it comes down to God. You got to do what the Lord says. Amen. Can't pick and choose. You know how it is sometimes you go to the menu? You know, at different restaurants, they got this menu. You pick and choose what you want. God says, in the kingdom of God and in his word, you do not have the liberty to pick and choose what you want from the word. He said, you got to take it all. Amen. Got to take it all. Can't have, God says, selective love. Now, verse number two says, and though I have the gift of prophecy, gift of prophecy, he said, Prophecy is divine revelation. And divine revelation is nothing except secrets that have been kept, remained unexplained, or some unknown, or things that have been hidden or concealed. Even we are able to foretell what's coming our way. The Lord says in his word, though we have that gift and we can understand all mysteries, anything that's been hidden. I mean, even we have that kind of ability. And all knowledge, and though I have faith, even we got mountain-moving faith that, that we can pray, we can speak a word, and God begins to move some things out of our lives. He says, if we do not have love, we do not have what? What's the next word? Nothing. And we're in verse number 2, chapter 13, verse number 2. He says, if we do not have that, if we do, if we do not have love, God says, we don't have nothing. Even though we can, we, 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 we got faith and we can call things into existence and, and, and God, even though we can foresee what's coming, he says, if you do not have love, God talks about the agape love, he says, you are nothing. This is me God has given us this morning, amen. amen. So God says, we cannot be selective in our love. You can't pick and choose who you're going to love. You know, you really can't pick and choose who's going to be born in your family. Yeah, that's not your choice. They just happen to be born in your family. But we cannot pick and choose who we are going to love. Because the Word of God says that we are known to be His disciples by our love. So if we're not loving, God says that means we're not His disciples. So if we're picking and choosing who we're going to love, God says you're not His disciples because you're not fulfilling the entire Word that I have given. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Holy Ghost. And verse number 3 says, And though... I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, which is love, it profits me what? Nothing. nothing. It profits me nothing. No matter how many sacrifices that you make, God says, if you don't have love, God says you're doing it in vain. You, you can feed, you can feed everybody 
in the world. You can give and you can give and you can give. But God says, if you do not have that agape love, in other words, when somebody come in, they don't dress like you, they don't talk like you, they don't look like you. God says, if you're going to treat them a different way, he said, you do not have agape. Yeah, if you're going to show somebody a uh, 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 favor because of what they have, God says, you don't have agape. He says, you've got to love everybody unconditionally because God loves us unconditionally and still does love us that way. Amen? But we all know where we are. We all know who we've been. So we don't have to sit up here but look like we're cute, look like we've got it all going on because God opened the door on our cross without these skeletons that will fall out. Amen? Amen. Am I right about it? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. you see, the Holy Ghost knows what he's doing. I'm, I said, God, this is such a plain word. Everybody knows this. God said, no, they don't either. And he said, because if they knew, they would be operating in our God they love. They would be operating. So he says, no matter what kind of sacrifices that you make, if you do not have love, if you do not have that agape love, God says, you have nothing. You're nothing. He said, you are nothing. God, that's strong. It promises us nothing when we do all that. In other words, you give this, you give this, you give this, and you don't have love, and you are selected in your love. God says, uh-uh, that's not me. That, that is not me when we are selected in who we don't love. Amen. Thank you, like, thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you. And verse number four from 1 Corinthians chapter number 13 says this. Charity, okay, God's teaching us what it is. Amen. So we'll go, we'll go down our streets this morning. All right. Charity, which means love. Love suffereth how long. Love suffereth long. In other words, that suffered love means an expansion, expand the time. Love, genuine love, what it does, it, 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 it doesn't have a certain time or how long or duration of love. It suffered love. You know, it, in other words, God says, uh, love suffered long and is kind. Is kind. Now let's look at First Peter. And by the way, in here we do travel through the scripture. Let's look at First Peter chapter number four. Because love suffers long. Love suffers long. Love, love has no uh, amount of time how long it's going to love, according to God's word. That agape. You're willing to suffer because of love. First Peter chapter number four. And we're going to we're going to look at verse number eight. First Peter chapter number four, verse number eight. We're talking about selective love. Now we're talking about suffering. So this it says uh, love suffereth long. You know you, that, that is a duration. It's a duration. Now verse eight in First Peter chapter four says and. Above all things, uh-huh. all things, have fervent charity or love among where, <coughs> among yeah. yourselves. For love shall do what? Cover the, the multitude of sins. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Love will cover a multitude of sins. And back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. It, it, it suffers long, it endures long, there's an expansion of love. It, love loves a long time. It, it says, love is kind. 
Love or charity, it does not envy. Love does not envy. Hmm. Love does not envy. In other words, love is not jealous, right? Love is not jealous. Love don't envy what somebody else has. Love is not that way. Love is not that way. And then it says, uh, charity, which means love, it does, it's born of not itself. It's not puffed up. Okay, God. In other words, God says, when it says born of not uh, itself, it's not puffed up. It's not, love is, is, is not gratitude. It, it's not bragging. Love is not you so full or me so full of myself. <laughs> you understand that? That's what not the, when, the Lord showed me. He said the way to understand whether or not a person is bragatory or if they're puffed up because you can be puffed up in pride. He says, look at the word, the single word I. It's by itself. I this, I that, I. He said when you hear I, I, I coming out of somebody's conversation all the time, they're full of themselves. So that's a way to discover what they have or what, what's on the inside of them. So it says they're not, they're not puffed up. Vainglory, bragatory. They're talking about themselves. You know, have you ever been in a conversation with anybody and all you can hear about them? Amen. I mean, they, 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 they full of self. And they're operating in the spirit of pride and don't even know it. So they're bragatory. They're bragatory. Then the verse number uh, five says, Doeth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, not self-seeking, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. It does not think evil. Let's look and see what First John says. First John chapter four. First John. Let's see what it says. First John chapter four. And looking at verse number twenty. Are we there? First John. First John chapter four, verse number twenty. Because we're talking about uh, how love does not seek its own and is not easily provoked, and it thinketh no evil. It thinketh no evil. First John chapter number four. Let's look at verse number twenty. I would ask. Verse number twenty says, "If, hmm, if a man say, I love God, and do what? What's the next word? Hate his brother. The word of God says he's a what? Strong, isn't it? So you love God, and we love God, but I got a problem with my brother. The word says, hating my brother. So God said, you're lying. We are lying. See, see the, the, the word of God, it, it, it knows how to come down our street. Anybody that's been hating their brother and say, wouldn't mind, because the, the scripture says in the book of James, uh, in, in, your, in your fountain, which is the, the fountain within you where the water comes out, this is impossible to, to uh, uh, drink bitter water and sweet water from the same fountain. So in other words, you can't say that we love God and God lives in our lives and we hate our brother and our sister and we curse them out. Anybody been cursing somebody out for being late with <laughs> Oh, man, thank you, Holy Ghost. You know, I love it when I see people acknowledging exactly where they are and saying, okay, God, yeah, I've been doing that, yeah. But then we got some prideful folks that won't say nothing, you know. And knowing that God is down your street, 
knowing God is down your street, and we sit there all prime and proper, like we, you know, God says, if that's what you've been doing, God says, you're a liar, because you say, you love me, you love me, meaning God, but you hating your brother and your sister. You're, 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 you're talking about them, you're, you're lying on them, you're, you're saying some things against them, but the word of God says, love covers a multitude of sins. Hello, somebody. Amen. 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 That's what the word of God says. First John chapter 4, verse number 20. Let's go on down the street. He says, if a man say, I love God and hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? See, that's why in here we, we, we ask everybody to, to get a Bible. And if you don't have one, we have some here. may not be brand new, but you have a Bible. So you can follow what the Word of God says, not what Brandon says, not what Dr. Mallon says, but what the Word of God says. He says, there's no way that you say you love God and hate your brother. God says, no, no, no. God says, no, that's not so. There's no way you can say, I love you, God, but yet who I've never seen, just feel his spirit, just know he exists. But I see my brother and sister every day, but yet I got a problem with him. God says, selective love. Selective love. And we cannot have selective love. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Back to it, back to it. Back to it. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Chapter number 13. Verse number 6 says this. It, this is what love does. It says, Our love does not do. Rejoices not in iniquity. In other words, not, you're not celebrating somebody else's misfortune. <clears throat> rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. In the truth. Now, we're going, to, we're going to travel a little bit more. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 17 is the first chapter we're going to visit. Is Proverbs chapter number 17. Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17. We're going to be in two places in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter number 17. Amen. Verse number 9. Verse number 9, Proverbs chapter 17, verse number 9. The Word of God says, He that covereth a transgression seeketh what? Love. But he that does what? Repeateth a matter. Separated every friend. Separated very friends. He that covereth a transgression Seeketh love, but he that repeated a matter separated very free. In other words, when things are being repeated, things are being said, that's all you're doing is separating free. And that's not what love is. That is not what love is. Now let's look at, we're still going to be in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 10. Amen. God says the scriptures ought to be good enough today. Amen. Proverbs chapter Number 10, verse number 12. Are we there? Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 12. 12 says, what's that first word? Hatred. Hatred stirs up what? Strife. Contention. But love does what? 
covers all sin. You see what God is taking us back to First uh, Corinthians chapter number 13? Because he said we need to be reminded, and if we don't know, now that we do know, God says we will be held accountable for what we know. Amen? Right. See, if you don't know, then you can't be held accountable. But when you see it in the Word of God, and we begin to act out something contrary to the Word of God, God said we're accountable for the Word. When we sit up on the Word of God, and we know what the Scripture says and do something differently, God said we are held accountable. So in other words, hatred, watch it, check it, check ourselves, check what street we own. Hatred stirs up strife. It stirs up contention. Has anybody been in the midst of contention lately? Amen. Mm, thank you, Holy Ghost. I've got some witnesses. Amen. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for true, true and honest people. It, it, see, if we got to hide before one another, God said, if you're ashamed of me before one another, and he said, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father, which is in heaven. Hey, you don't have a hell, you don't have a heaven to put me in. So I don't have to get it right here before I can go there. So as long as I know that I'm not planning to go there, so therefore, I'm talking about there is heaven, therefore I am going to get it right right here. You see, this is the preparation place so we get it right. Amen. And God has left us a road map called B-I-B-L-E, called the Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. I got taught that good other day. And I'll tell you where I got taught it from. On street ministry. Amen. Because I was asked the question, so what does B-I-B-L-E mean? So I'm thinking something deep, you know. Then she says, basic instructions before leaving earth. So God has left us, amen, thank you, Holy Ghost, God has left us, Basic instructions before leaving earth. You see, see, when we leave earth, we're going to one or two places. Either we're going heaven, up, or we're going down, called hell. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to get my basic instructions before I leave earth, because I plan on going to heaven. Amen. Amen. It's, it's up to every individual which way you want to go. See, my ticket is a ticket going to heaven. I don't know what your ticket say, but mine say heaven bound. Amen. But it's up to every Every individual. Amen. 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 Thank you, Holy Ghost. Now, that's, we're going to travel over just a little bit uh, over to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. If you flip over Proverbs, you got Ecclesiastes. And then right after Ecclesiastes, we will come to the Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. We're going to look at verse, chapter number 8. Song of Solomon, chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse number 8. Seven. Song of Solomon is you go Proverbs, you go Ecclesiastes, then we go to the Song of Solomon. And we're going to chapter number eight, chapter number eight, and we're going to look at verse number one. No, verse number seven, excuse me. Chapter number eight in the book of Song of Solomon, verse number seven. Seven says, Many waters cannot quench love. That's powerful, y'all. Neither can the floods drown it. Uh, the scripture came to my mind in Isaiah 59 and says, well, when the enemy comes against us like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. And then I thought about how in Japan, how the tsunami, you saw the flood, and how it was wiping out everything. And then I said, well, Lord, that's such devastation. But then God showed something else. He said, in the midst of all that debris, when they were doing uh, searching, when they were searching for survivors, they hear a four-month-old baby crying. 
See, that's God's mercy. See, in the midst of anything that we're going through, no matter what the devil does, God says, I always got mercy. And see, that was mercy, that four-month-old baby crying out. God said, I showed, I was showing the world my mercy. So I think I praise God for that. He says, many waters. See, no matter what the adversity is, if it's a God made love, it can't quench it out. Uh-uh. There's no way you can put that fire of love out. It says, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, now watch this, this got me, it would ultimately be contemned. Okay, God, now what does the word contemned mean? You see, when you, when you deal with the scriptures, you have to know what these words mean. The word contemned means scorn or despised. So, many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. And if a man give all the substance of his house for love, if you give up the world for that agape love, do you not know the word of God says you will be scorned, you will be despised? When you operate in agape love, folk just won't understand what you're doing. Amen. They will not have a clue. So the word of God says plainly, you will be despised. When you operate in a God-made love, when you give up everything for love, the world's going to scorn you and you will be despised. I said, God, that's powerful. So I choose, thank you, Holy Ghost, I choose to love. I choose to have a God because I plan on going to heaven. Amen. I got my ticket and there's no cancellations. Amen. So, so therefore, we can understand you're going to be despised when you, when, when you continue to love. You're going to be despised. And you're going to be stuck. They're going to call you a fool. They're going to call you stupid. But you've got to know where your destination is. Amen. Because part of that destination says, I've got to have a agape love, and I can't be selective in who I love. Amen. Hey, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Going back to 1 Corinthians, who got hurt? Chapter number 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Going back. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Talk about what love does. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Verse number six says, this is what happens with love. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Verse number seven. It says, bareth all things. Now that bear means to, 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 to bear under anything, anything that comes against you. You got to be able to stand. You got to be able to stand against anything that, that, that comes against you. So you're under that. You're being able to bear up. God will give you that supernatural strength. That it bears all things. It bears all things. It believes all things. See, when we have a God-free love, we're ready to believe, we're ready to believe the best of, for everybody regardless of what they're going through. We're ready to believe. We're, we are ready to believe for the best in every, in every person. You know how it is when some, some people look at you and say, you ain't gonna never amount to anything. You never win whether it's family or whether people that you know because of where you stay, where you live, what kind of money you got. They say you'll never amount to anything. But God says, if you've got a God faith love, you'll believe the best in everybody. Amen. So, so when you look at me, yeah, I got some mess in me, but you'll look beyond my mess and you see the good that God put in me. See, that's what we all got to get to. We've got to stop looking at this old flesh 
and begin to look at what God has done on the inside of every individual and then believe the best for them. I'm talking about agape love and not having that selective love. You see, when I've got selective love, I can't see that God says, you're awesome, you, you, you're a mighty woman of God, you're a mighty man of God. I can't see that. All I'm going to see is your mix. I see, I don't see what God has in you, but if I can look beyond that flesh and see what God sees, and that's why I don't know about y'all, but when I, I, I began to pray, and I said, God, give me your eyes that I may see like you see. You see, God don't see us the way we see ourselves or somebody else. I said, God, give me hallelujah, God. I feel this thing, y'all. Give me your heart, God, that I can love like you love. You see, God's love for us is not conditional. But man's love is conditional. So I ask God to give me his heart. That's why David said, David, God said David was a man after his own heart. See, we got to be God chasers. We got to be wanting to be like God. God, I want your heart. I want your heart that I can love regardless, in spite of God. I want that kind of love. Don't know about y'all. But remember now, I got a ticket. I got a destination. So therefore, I got to have the heart of God. Don't have no talk in the matter. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I feel the same. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Bad it all. Thank you. Gotta be able to go through some got to be able to go through some stuff. Amen. God, God pray, love. Y'all pray, love. Thank you. I'm learning about my master every day, y'all. Learning about, about my master. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Believe in all things. Hope in all things. Endure it. All things. Got to be able to endure. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Oh, this might be the last scripture we're going to. This has Second Corinthians. Thank you, Holy God. Second Corinthians. Thank you. Second Corinthians chapter number 12. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Second Corinthians chapter number 12. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Looking at verse number 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, looking at verse number 14. 14 says this. It says, Behold, Paul is talking here. And Paul is being, the word Paul means to be restrained by the word of God. Verse 14 in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 says, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours but for you. For the children and you can listen to this, but that's not what the keynote for today. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents. But the what? The parents for the children. But the parents for the children. Now y'all go and study that on your own. Because all I can tell you is you need to search that out. And a lot of times we want our kids to do this and that for us. But that's not what God says. The laying up is for we as parents, we lay up for our children. Amen. And as one scripture goes on to say, the children's children. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, verse number 15 is where we want to go. 15 says, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the what? The less I be loved. So God says, with a God love, you, you, you will love unconditionally. You're going to love and love and you're going to do what you're going to do. But he says also, as Paul said, that's the less you're going to be loved. But listen, when you've when you got a God faith, it doesn't make any difference what somebody else does. It has 
everything to do with what she'll do. That's right. Amen. So Amen. You, regardless of how they treat you, regardless of what they say or what they do, you've got to have a God pay love if you want to get to the destination called heaven. Amen. So 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 glad to be God. He said, more that you do, more that you bless. He said, all of a sudden people are gonna be restraining. They're gonna be holding back. But God says, you still got to love because it's a God thing. And by the way, love is not optional, y'all. That's right. According to the word of God, love is a command. So I can't pick and choose who I'm going to love. I cannot be selective in who I'm going to love because it is a command from God. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Back to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And verse number 8 says, Charity, which is love, it never fails. It never fails when you got a copy. It never fails. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Verse 9 says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is calm, then that which is in part shall be done away. You see, once you get that agape love, you won't have that fragment thing of love. You know, today I love you, tomorrow I don't. Amen. Anybody been there? Amen. Amen. <laughs> today I love you. If you do right toward me, you know, I, I, I love you. But if you don't do right toward me, I'm not going to love you. No, that God said that's selective love. Amen. Mm-mm. You do it in part. No. So that, that, that fragmentation of our love, he said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Then verse number 11 is powerful. 11 says, when I was a what? Immature. So when we really don't have a God faith, we're not seeking for a God faith. That's that we get some immature children. We're just immature. But it says, when I was past tense. Was means you're no longer walking in the area of immaturity. When I was a child, I spake as a child. In other words, when I was immature, my conversation and my language was immature. Hmm. I understood as a child. Because you know, you can tell a child, when we use children, we can tell them. And God, God uses children so much in the scripture. You know, a, a child, sometimes we say they're naive, but they're not. They, they really show us an example of agape love at an early age. And sometimes they've got some rebellious spirits in them. I, I do acknowledge that. But they know how to love. They can fall out, and next few minutes, they're back playing the game. But us adults that calls ourselves mature believers fall out today, and 20 years later, you still don't fell out. But children is an example of what we need to follow. Children. God is, you know, how, how awesome God is? He puts the example right before us. And we said, well, that's a child. Well, God said, yes, children, suffer them not to come unto me. The, the children are trying to teach us a lesson of how to handle things. Adults. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. So I'm sure by after, after today, some of us got some alts, long-time alts. Then they got there, we corrected because we've been up under the word of God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Holy Ghost. She said, well, you just don't know what they did. God knows, but he's still putting it in the book. So, and this is the ultimate authority of how we're going to get to our destination. So, 20 years later, whenever God takes you from this place, and, 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 and it does happen, you know, the books will be opened. 
And in this particular day, you know, you had this situation going on and you heard the word this day and told you what you needed to do, but you didn't follow through. All that's being recorded, y'all. Every bit of it's being recorded by the angels. It's being recorded. I gave you the opportunity to get it right. I told you what you needed to do. But since you hit with me, uh, you didn't do it. So depart from me, ye workers of the word of God says iniquity. Workers of sin. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That was, that was a freebie. Thank you. Because of my child, they, they immature. When I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When we're immature, we don't think right. You see, when we, when we get ready to make a decision, or, or there's something that needs to be done in our lives, we need to go to the book. I'm talking about the Word of God to see what the answer is. Because our answers don't be right up here, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but listen, I, my answers a lot of times, it don't be right, so I got to go to the book and see what the Lord says. Because I know what Brenda will say, and what Brenda will say, well, and y'all too, don't ask you on me. You know what you are. You, you think the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing, you act upon the wrong thing. Amen. That's because we're in my door, according to the Word of God. Yeah, but the thing is, he said, amen. <laughs> the thing is this, it shows, uh, it shows immaturity in our walk with God, or in our life, when you think that way. Then the latter part, it says, but, in conjunction, see, God shows you, there's two sides of this thing. But, when I became a what? A man. Now, remember now, God doesn't see gender. So it's not about a man thing and a woman thing. Mm-mm. God does not see gender. But when we come into a place of maturity, man, when we come to a place of maturity, when I became, that means it's already done. <laughs> Not becoming. Becoming means that's the process of getting to. The Word of God says, when I became, when I became a, a, a mature person, in and, and, and the Word of God, He says, I put away what? So when I became matured, in God, I put away foolishness. Anybody think that's some foolishness going on in the life? That shows us where we are in God. See, it's a man. See, the Word of God is a measuring stick. It lets us know exactly where we are. See, the thing is, it says, when I became a man, I put away childish things. You know those little silly things that we do. You know, y'all you know. You know, and I don't even dare want to go with marriages and stuff. You know, we know how you do. You know, one night you're close, the next night you ain't. You know, you got your back turned and all that mess. You know, 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 you God told me to her. See, I'm not telling you something I don't know. I'm telling you some things that I have experienced. Amen. And like y'all, y'all single folks, you know how it was when you had your man, and you have a young man, and, and he don't say the right thing to you and all that stuff. And you, you know, you don't want to telephone ring, and you know it's in, but you don't pick up the phone. Pretend you ain't there. Come on, I'll come down your street now. I'll come down your street to let you know where you are. Amen. Because see, God knows all of us. Amen. Amen. You know how offended you didn't used to do it. All of a sudden you do, you know, because you, you know, you, you want to make that man jealous. You know, you show up with somebody else. Hello. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all know. You know, you know. So I know I got somebody street. Amen. And some of y'all, it ain't been that long since you've been dating. Now, come on now. You, you still got this thing called memory. 
It's, you see, you got this computer, and see, you, 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 all I'm doing is recalling, pulling up that data, something y'all done put away. But it's still there. It's still there because, let me tell you something, the Trojan ain't wiped it out, shit. So it's still there. So you got the memories there. Amen. Hey, thank the Holy Ghost. So there's some immature things, even now, even now. You know how it is sometimes, you know, hey, I will you communicate opposite, don't communicate no more. The immature things. See, you got to understand where we are in God. God's a brother, check it out. See, I examine me. I examine me. I don't know about y'all, but I love to examine me. I love for the Lord to tell me exactly where I am. Amen. So I love for him to go down my street. And the reason why I love it is because it, it gets all that debris out the way. You know how they say, oh, God, I hear you. Hi, before you come to church, you didn't have this big fall out. And then when you show up, how you got the same praise and you wonder why your praise won't go off. Well, how do you get to check what kind of degree you got? Your car that went to mess. Yeah. And then the word of God, you know, God, God got an answer for everything. He says in his word, don't let the sun go down on your lap. Raise hell all day long. Nobody said, I'm sorry. You know who the bigger person is? The one that stepped up, knowing you ain't done no wrong, just step up and say, hey, let's, let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's, let, let, let's get it right. Let's get it straight now. Because, see, God's worship, don't let the sun go down on you. You don't know if you're going to wake up the next morning or the next hour or the next minute or the next moment. Amen. I know that's in y'all's, actually, everybody's street. Amen. I don't care what the name of the road is, but it's on your street. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's, that's the spirit of immaturity. In immaturity. We're about to finish. Put away channel things. Verse, verse number 12 says, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. See, when you don't know the Word of God, what the Word of God says, you, you, you can't see clear. You can't see clear. When you don't have that agape love, you can't see clear. So, but now we see through a glass darkly, but then, when we come to that place of maturity, face to face, now I know in part that then shall I know even as also I am known. Verse 13, key verse. And now about faith, hope, charity, these three. We're supposed to have all these. But God says, but the greatest of these is charity. That are God favor, selective love. And I pray that you all receive something from the word of God today. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap.